Hello and welcome to What Do You Want to Watch, a new podcast looking at the latest Netflix originals to help you decide what do you want to watch. With me, Craig. And me, Tom. Each week we'll be reviewing a film, a TV series and a documentary and we'll be rating them with our innovative system, the Netflix-themed Dudum. That sounds intriguing. Last year, Netflix released over 1,500 hours of original content, movies and documentaries and TV shows. And to be honest, a lot of them were absolutely garbage. I probably should say at this point, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with Netflix. So aim of this podcast, it's going to come out every week on a Sunday, hopefully, to help you with your hangovers, to help you with your boredom throughout the week, or to help pass the time during your coronavirus quarantine. So that you can steer away from the god-awful shows like The Get Down or Iron Fist and instead watch good shows like Bojack Horseman or Master of None. So we won't be reviewing Amazon Prime? No, we won't be watching anything from Shamazon Prime. What about Disney Plus? No, this is a serious podcast. It's not for. It's not a Mickey Mouse show. Yeah, all everything we review will be a Netflix original. Netflix is a global phenomenon. It's available in over 90 countries and we expect this podcast will be a similar success so we want everyone to be able to listen to the same things so this week what's up first okay yeah so this week we'll review altered carbon season two we'll be watching mark Wahlberg's new one spencer confidential and we'll also be watching that riveting show babies and this week for our very first episode we've got very special guests none other than richard osman is on to talk about his favorite show stranger things do we (laughs) well maybe so first up, we're going to have a look at Altered Carbon Season 2. Um, so just a word of warning, we'll have some spoilers. Very minimal for Season 1, mainly because it was two years ago, I cannot remember what happened. Um, from the limited recall I have, because um, unfortunately when I watched it on Netflix, it didn't give me that handy recap video. Um, it's set a kind of couple hundred years in the future where you don't die, but your consciousness can be put into different bodies called sleeves. Um, there's a main guy called Takeshi Kovach. Um, he's woken up, I think, after 400 years. Um, he's trying to solve the future death of some sort of rich man and um, there's a lot of fighting and nudity and there's a lot of fighting against his sister and um, not nudity with the sister and um, i think then she was a baddie and i honestly cannot tell you how season one ended but i felt i enjoyed it so i was quite looking forward to season two what were your views tom well fortunately netflix did give me that recap i think you must have skipped that accidentally um I still didn't really know what was going on, but I remember I really enjoyed it. Um, Takeshi Kovach and a lot of the other characters have very long, difficult names to remember, so that made the whole process a lot more difficult. Um, yeah, I would say there's probably not much point in watching season two without watching season one first, because there's a lot of callback to season one, flashbacks and memories, which would make absolutely no sense. It makes no sense even if you've seen the first season. So I can really imagine how helpless you'd be if you hadn't watched the first season. But the second season, it kicks off 40 more years into the future. um, And the actor, so Joel Kinnaman played Takeshi Kovacs in the last series. and was originally a Japanese man. um, I'm sure that would make sense if you watched it. And Joel Kinnaman had been replaced by Anthony Mackie, who you might know as Falcon from the Avengers universe. Um, Though he does initially start life as an Asian cabaret singer. Um, So... That, that was how the show began this year and um, what were you what did you i've watched all the episodes and what... i'm slowly getting there um i'm five and a half episodes through that um what do you think so far well i go through periods of being very lost and not so lost um 
so far, um, Takeshi's changed forms a couple times. He's he's come back as two different people at once. Um, a lot of sleeves going on. I, I know that much. Um, but I'm trying to get a real grasp of what the heck's going on at this point. Yeah, I think it seems to be the main problem with the, the show is there's a lot of confusion um, about actually what's happening. Um, I mean, my take, having watched the whole thing, is that basically if you're a fan of violence and death um, combined with lots of long-winded exposition, then this is the show for you. Every five minutes there's either a fight scene or there's a character being introduced so they can sort of explain something that doesn't make any sense and then they'll be killed off again violently. Um, it, the thing I find difficult about it is that it presents itself as a very serious show, um, despite the fact it's a kind of freaky sort of universe that it lives in, and I think Auntie Mackie sort of portrays a very serious character. Um, he's always shouting in a hurry, and he doesn't much time for anything. Even though he's been around for about five hundred years, you think he could take a bit of a break. Um, it it just I think it just needs a bit more lightness, considering how weird a kind of concept it is. It shouldn't be so so you know so dark and not even dark, just. Just a bit miserable and, and kind of lacking in, in humour. Um, I don't know how you find yeah, that. Um, I, I agree. I think this series feels just a constant struggle for all of the characters, really. Um, and I agree on the action front. You know, you go from, you know, I enjoy the action parts, but it feels like you go from that intense action and quite an exciting part of the series to confusing, slow kind of drawn out parts which I don't really enjoy nearly as much yeah. it just keep, it continuously goes from one to the other yeah. throughout yeah a real highlight for me on the show um, is the character of Poe played by Chris Cohen um, he actually is the kind of rare sort of lightness in the show and ironically considering he's supposed to be some sort of AI computer man and um, he actually adds some humanity to it um, and I think his performance every scene he's in is, is a lot more interesting than the kind of what's going on elsewhere Agreed. <laughs> yeah, um, I think on the on the whole, so far, as I say, I'm not fully through this, but I've not not quite got into this one nearly as much as the first one. I think it's sort of drawn on similar notes from the first one, but not quite as successfully. I wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one good thing about it as well, apart from from Poe, is that it is only eight episodes long, and, and these episodes are kind of around about the forty five minute mark, which is very good for Netflix. One of the main problems with Netflix is that their series can go on forever and ever. You know, 13 episodes, or each episode is over an hour long, pushing an hour and a half. And it's nice that this episode is sleeker, um, but I still don't think... I, I think the potential of the show in terms of the concept is really there, but I think they're just lacking. Um, just uh, just a bit of something extra to just to kind of change it from this kind of run-of-the-mill sci-fi violence power th- trip that, that's going on so what would c- coming to the all-important the dooms how many the dooms would you be would you give ultra carbon season two tom mm, i think i'd probably give it something quite middle of the road for me it would be two and a half to dooms two and a half to dooms yeah i would have to agree i'd probably be bang on it the, the same um it'd be a doom a doom and a did Two and a half to dooms. I think overall, on the whole, if you enjoyed season one of Altered Carbon, I'd definitely stick with it. I'd probably go on and watch this one. However, if you're looking at other things that are beyond your 2.5 to dooms, 
Um, I definitely recommend The Witcher. I watched it recently. If you're into Game of Thrones, medieval type action um, series, definitely get into this one. Based on a book and the the game that came previously, um, a lot of action, bit of nudity, um, and some magic and all that kind of stuff. Uh, definitely one that I would um, watch, and you'll have to tune in another time to potentially get the Dudum rating on that. Shall we do the news, Craig? It's time for Newsflix. So this week, Craig, uh, Netflix announced that Taika Waititi is going to be doing two cartoon series set in Roald Dahl's worlds of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Oompa Loompas. <laughs> Not the Oompa Loompas. No, I can, yeah, can, can you believe the Oompa Loompas? And Netflix will also be doing the BFG, Twits and the Witches and also various other things from the Roald Dahl universe. Have they just bought all this or what? I think it's a new partnership between Netflix and the Roald Dahl Corporation. Um, Roald Dahl's family have given it the go-ahead and it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think Taika Waititi is a perfect choice. I mean, I did like that one about the rabbit. I don't know if the rabbit was the main thing, but um, it was certainly a feature of his last film, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit, absolutely. What do you think he's going to do in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory universe? Yeah, it'll be hard to know. Hopefully he'll explain how Willy Wonka became such a cruel taskmaster and uh, enslaved the Oompa Loompas to make his chocolate. And What happened to Grandad Joe? And how, yeah, what, what was so wrong with him that he couldn't get off his lazy oh. backside? until um, Charlie had won the, the chance to go to the chocolate factory. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a very common tweet. Uh, people yeah. like talking about that. People want to know about that. Oompa Loompas as well. That's been, you know, controversial, uh, you know, a controversial subject using um, little people. I don't know if you describe them as that. Should we be talking about this even on our podcast? Uh, uh, <laughs> I think that's too deep. <laughs> that's too deep for us to be discussing. Okay, um, well, but what do you think about the Oompa Loompas, Craig? Well, they're interesting characters. Um, I presume Netflix will be trying to create its own sort of minion success with the Oompa Loompas, so um, we'll, we'll see what happens. And that's all on Newsflix. So now it's time for everyone's favourite part of the show. Um, it's where we find out what our parents have been watching this week on Netflix, because we both share accounts um, with our parents. I um, provide the Netflix for my, my family. And I, I sponge off of mine. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, just an example of the people that we are. Um, so we'll start off with you, Tom. What, what have, you, have your, parent, what, your parents been watching this week? Let's just have a look at what Ron and Loretta have been watching this week. No, there's been no new series of The Crown. So, no, they've not been watching anything this week. They do love The Crown, in they, fairness. They, do. So they, love, they love a bit of The Crown. Yeah, they'll be looking forward to that. Well, I've just had a wee look just now, and Gordon and Elaine... Um, they've been busy on Netflix as ever. There's always a criminal drama series for them to watch, and it looks like this week they've gone with Harlan Coben's The Stranger, um, which is not a series I've seen myself. Have you seen that, Tom? Yeah, I have. It's pretty good, disappointing end, I'd say. Oh, well, uh, there you go. Big summary. I've not got Gordon and Elaine's take on that, but maybe one day there'll be a special guest and they can let, them, let us know what they're their favourite thing was about The Stranger whether they agree with your view that the end was disappointing so will they be special guests as a duo do you think they watch all this together or I think they probably do watch everything together um, but whether it's forced 
on yeah. one the other. Yeah, and whether Elaine's not falling asleep <laughs> while the programme's going on and my dad's had to explain it to, the, to her at the end. Okay. So I'm not sure how great Maybe she should be listening to our podcast. Maybe she, was, she can remember what she's been watching during the week. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So next up is, is our original film of the week. Um, it's just out. It's called Spencer Confidential. Um, and it's Mark Wahlberg's new film. Um, it's, a, it's a film starring Mark Wahlberg. Um, I'm just talking about Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I, mean, I do love Mark Wahlberg in fairness. You know, that was one of the things that drew us to this. One, well, that's it? His name alone would make you think it was something good, but uh, apparently not. Um, so the film was directed by Peter Berg. Now, you might know some of Peter Berg's other films, such as Lone Survivor, starring Mark Wahlberg. Um, Deepwater Horizon, um, which starred, of course, Mark Wahlberg. Patriot's Day, that was a, a good one, and that had Mark Wahlberg in it. And Mile 22, which was his latest film, and the, Did lead, it? the lead role... Was it? Yeah, it was Mark Wahlberg, oh, yeah. actually. So <laughs> they obviously like each other a lot. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing when it comes to Mark Wahlberg films. Obviously, Tom and I have different views. But Peter Berg did also create the, the classic TV series Friday Night Lights, so he, he does have some credit in the bank. Have you ever seen Friday Night Lights? No, I haven't, actually. That's not Netflix original. Uh, I'm talking about <laughs> no, it. No wonder. Um, but essentially, the pl- so starting out with this film, it's hard to know whether this film is an action film or, or a comedy film, um, and that's probably not a good sign um, for its quality. It is listed on Wikipedia as a mystery comedy thriller, um, which is one way of putting it. Essentially, the plot is Mark Wahlberg, um, who stars in the film, and, and the film is about Mark Wahlberg. He plays a cop um, who is sent to prison um, after assaulting the chief of police, um, who Mark um, has suspected to be a dirty cop. Um, after spending five years in prison, he's released. Um, soon after this, the same dirty chief of police is mysteriously murdered. Um, following this, another cop, a man by the name of Terence, um, who Mark worked with briefly um, a long time ago, but seems to have a, a significant attachment to turns up dead in an apparent suicide and is blamed for murdering the chief um, Mark because he's such a stand-up guy takes it upon himself to clear the name of this person that he knew very briefly because like all issues in his life he just bloody can't let it go he's just too moral um, the film then follows uh, Mark investigating the plot for some reason Alan Arkin is his landlord who is way too good to be acting in this film and he has a roommate um, a wannabe um, BA fighter played by Winston Duke who you might have seen in Black Panther they also get involved into this investigation into the corrupt cops as you can tell from the way I'm describing the film um, I wasn't a fan um, what were your thoughts watching it Tom? well what were my thoughts I think to bring up early the, the part about not being sure whether it was a comedy or a, a serious action yeah we were, we were unclear through this Um I'd pro- there were a few bits that you just felt like they were trying to get a laugh, but it it was it almost left you feeling a little bit awkward. Rather, it was somewhere in between. It was like it, we didn't quite get the laugh, but it was wasn't very serious. It was it was a bit bizarre. Um, I don't know what did you how did you feel during those bits, Craig? Yeah, it wasn't very clear if it was if they were telling a joke or if it was bad, whether deliberately or if it was just just you know a pure film. Um, I mean. One of the, the highlights of the film for, for everyone is that Post Malone um, has a cameo. Um, it was nice to see him joining Ed Sheeran and being a bafflingly popular singer and also a terrible actor. He he was atrocious. And I don't really know what he's doing in a film with, with Alan Arkin. I mean, him and Mark Wahlberg in front of each other was, you know, some display. It yeah, really was. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the Oscars were, were, were paying close attention to those scenes. There really isn't much good to say about it. I mean, Alan Arkin 
I reckon put a good perf- I mean he, he phoned it in he, he put a performance in a man who who's too highly qualified and too good an actor to be in something like this the soundtrack was quite good There's some good songs if you like Sweet yeah. Caroline that was played um, yeah Black Betty that yeah. was played yeah I mean if you like obvious plot twists that you can see coming a mile away then, then this is the film for you full of those yeah. I mean if you're very hungover then it might be something worth watching on a mm. Sunday with the, with the dominoes, with the dominoes. We, we, endo- we don't endorse dominoes as no. such no any other pizza places are available um one thing I would like to bring up is one character in particular had a very unusual accent, uh, a, very, a very poor accent, I might say. It was meant to be based in Boston, um, and it was an actress from Texas, I believe. A comedian. Comedian, yeah, from Texas, who was doing the most awful Bostonian accent talking about lob I couldn't even do it lobster in 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 a very awful Boston way and that's yeah. all I'm going to say about <laughs> it yeah I mean the, the film's not subtle it's not clever it, it exists it, it's only an hour and 50 minutes um, and a few other positives about it so it will kill a bit of time if you've really got nothing better to do but there, there's so much better things on Netflix um, and in life just go out yeah, yeah, go out Go out, take a walk in the park, you know, visit your local library, and read a book for a couple of hours rather than, than say much. We're not doing very well this week with our Netflix haul, are we? No, we're not enjoying anything. So, well, also Carbon's okay. Yeah, no, yeah, we gave that in the doom. So <laughs> that we're, we've got to that point, I think, yeah. in, in in the segment. <laughs> Nothing more to say. How, how many dooms would you give it? Um, I think I would have to give it a very generous. One de doom. One de doom. Wow. Okay. I, you know, I thought I, I was going to be slightly more generous than that. I'd give it one and a half de dooms. Um, well, obviously, enjoy a bit more. So, really, it's a, if you like Mark Wahlberg, you might enjoy it. If you like things being set in Boston, you might enjoy it. It's enough action and enough Mark Wahlberg to to pass a bit of time. So I'm afraid I've got a bit of disappointing news for you, Tom. What? <laughs> well. Unfortunately, our special guest, Richard Osman, has had to cancel. You are joking. No, I, I know it seemed unlikely that he was going to be here, and that has turned out to be the case. <laughs> but not to worry, I have got us an excellent last-minute replacement. It's Claire, who's here to talk about her favourite Netflix show. So welcome to the pod, Claire. Hi, Claire. Hi. Hi. So, Claire, tell us, what is your favourite Netflix show? Um, it's Atypical. Great. And... Uh, <laughs> Have you ever seen Atypical, Tom? No, I've not seen no, Atypical. I've not seen it either. So, so tell us, why why do you like Atypical so much? I just think it's really good. Great. <laughs> great. great stuff. Anything okay. you want to elaborate on that? or? Um, I just think it's nice to have a show that has an autistic um, main character. Okay, so is that what Atypical is about then? Yeah, so he, the main character has Asperger's Syndrome and it's all filmed from his viewpoint. It's oh. actually not, that's a lie. <laughs> okay, so it's all good for that. Um, okay. Is that something an Asperger person would say, a line like that? Or? No, but they would be honest like I was there. Okay, well, that's good. Okay. Um, and so, how many series are there, do you know? Um, they're working on a fourth just now. Oh, there you go. That's a lovely news. Okay. Fourth and final. Yeah, and what type of person would enjoy a typical? Why, why should someone watch it? Um, probably someone with a sympathetic nature. Um, so not you then, Craig. Yeah. That's me out, yeah. No hints taken. Um, 
Okay. okay. Well, are they are they long episodes? How long are the seasons? Uh, average? I don't know. <laughs> You've really not become prepared, special guest, Claire. Well, it was a last minute thing. Um, and, Bloody know, Richard Osman. Richard Osman. You know, he'd, he'd a whole spiel about Stranger Things organised. I heard. It's good if you're a, a teenager, they address a lot of teen issues such as divorce and coming out as being gay having sex for the first time, drinking for the first time. It's a real coming-of-age, but an artistic coming-of-age type show. Oh, very mm. good. Well, even though this was last minute, I have prepared a quiz. Oh, have you? Uh, a theme handy. quiz, which, which was handy. It was almost as if I knew Richard Osmond um, would, would cancel. Um, and so the quiz is actually called Atypical or Typical. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, impressive. Uh, impressive, yeah. It was very clever coming up with that. Um, and it's got a theme song. So if we all know the theme song. So we're all familiar with this Smith song, I Started Something, Now I'm Not So Sure. Okay. Yeah, well, you lead quite, us off. Well, it's quite an appropriate title for a Netflix show. Typical, typical me, me. Typical you. Typical me. I started something. Do 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 do. I'm not so, so sure. So well, well, that was a wonderful rendition. I would apologise to the Smiths, but uh, Morrissey's a right wing bigot these days. So I don't care. But I'll say sorry to Johnny Marr anyway. So welcome to typical or atypical. So what we need. I'll be asking both of you questions okay. um, about kind of Netflix, the average user, and you will have to tell me if that person is typical or <laughs> atypical. Yes. See what you've done there. Yeah, it's a complicated game. Um, so the first question, we'll, we'll give it to Claire. So the average American has a Netflix account. So if you have a Netflix account, are you a typical or atypical American? Mm, typical for sure. Correct. 54% of Americans have access to a Netflix account. Wow. More than I thought. There you go. Um, so, Tom, next question for you. The average Netflix user watches Netflix every single day. Mm, I think that's atypical. Correct. Those are 23% of Netflix users watch it every single day. Wow. Okay. The, the average user pays for their own subscription, Claire. Um, no, atypical. Spongers. Incorrect. The typical fifty-five percent people pay for their own subscription. Oh. Oh, There's wow. a lot of loners out there that don't have anyone to share their accounts. Oh, so are that's you guys? Sad. Are you forty-five or fifty-five? I'm fifty-five. I'm forty-five. I'm afraid we we covered this earlier in our parents oh. section actually because <laughs> Craig's pay, Craig's pays for his parents and I sponge off of mine. Oh, I sponge off Craig. Yeah, every day. Craig, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that's uh, one all at the moment. So next question for, for Tom. The average Netflix user watches 40 films a year. Mm. Oh, I don't know about that. I'd, I'd say a lot, a lot of seasons watched, a lot of series, but not many films. So I'd say that's atypical. You're correct. It is atypical, but the average user actually watches 60 films wow, a year, around that, five films a month. That's a lot of binging. Yeah, a lot of films. Well, funny you mentioned binging because that brings me on to my next question. <laughs> the average US adult has binge watched five episodes in a row. Is that typical? Oh, reason? yeah. Oh, that's yeah. rookie stuff. Yeah, like, correct. That's typical. 70% have. Wow. Now, Tom, the question is the average millennial, do they binge watch on a weekly basis? Is that typical or atypical? A weekly basis, that's five episodes or more every week. Um. I mean, I'd say that might even be more, but yeah, I'd say that's typical. Incorrect. Oh. 
So it's a tiebreaker. Well, that was atypical. Only thirty five percent watch on it on a weekly basis. Right. Okay. And then, so we've got a tiebreaker. So in twenty seventeen, some someone watched Madagascar a large number of times. Both of you have to guess how many times one person watched Madagascar, wow. and the person who's closest to that number goes home with this week's prize. Oh wow! Um, um, what do you think, Claire? Well, I think if it's some someone's kid and they're using a bit of the digital nanny, they could put it on a couple of times a day, keep them quiet. I'm gonna go mm, six sixty. Six sixty. Yep. Okay. okay. What are you going, Tom? I'm gonna be bold and I'm gonna go um, over the one thousand mark. I think I go for one thousand and one times. Okay. So the winner of this week's quiz is <laughs> Tom. Yeah. Oh, the right. correct answer was one person watched Madagascar three thousand three hundred and fifty two oh. times. So congratulations, Tom, you've won the quiz. Thank you so, so much. Would you like to know what your big prize is? Yeah, I would. Yeah, you get to badger Richard Osman, see if he'll come on next week's show. So oh, congratulations. Isn't that my job anyway? It was a special prize for Well done. <laughs> Thank you so much, Craig. I'm absolutely delighted to win. Typical or atypical? Do we do another rendition now? Yes. <laughs> typical me, typical you, typical me, I started something. something. No, I'm not so sure. Well, thank you very much, Claire, for coming on. Commiserations for your loss there in the quiz. Thanks for having me. Bye. So on to our Netflix documentary series this week. Um, and this week we've focused on the, the new show Babies, which is a six-part documentary series all about different aspects of, of babies' lives. It, um, it does come highly recommended. I'm sure you'll all be glad to know that it was Fatima Abu Bakar's Women's Day pick. Um, I won't bore you telling you all about her. I'm sure you've heard so much about Fatima Abu Bakar. Can't get enough of, of Fatima Abu Bakar and, and her choices. Um, the show is sort of a mixture of, of home videos um, and scientific interviews, displaying different things um, about the different topics. The topics are things like love, first food, crawling. We've seen sort of three episodes um, so what was your take on it Tom? Um, I think initially I came into this you know the topic of babies doesn't have very much relevance in my life and the stage that I'm at so wasn't sure to start off with but I'm a big fan of Netflix documentaries and the way they produce them and, and kind of work through them as you say it was a six parter each on sort of different um, parts of the development of a baby I suppose and it was to kind of look at uh, have a scientist's view um, in depth on some of those um, honestly on the whole I didn't feel like I came away having learnt very much to be honest I think that would be being even though it's not a topic that I'm very interested in that's the kind of part that I'd um, enjoy and take away from something you'll tell people down the pub perhaps or not um, uh, but yeah, didn't really think I took much away from it. It was a lot on babies, not a topic of mine that I'm that excited about. Um, overall, not great. Yeah, yeah, I think that the problem of it, um, there's, I suppose there's, they're trying to look at all this stuff that we take for granted, the way babies crawl and feed and, and try and put it in a scientific perspective. But I should say they didn't actually 
teach you that much uh, new information. There was a lot of footage of just scientists walking around to their office and uh, a lot of the home videos of babies just being babies, which I suppose if you like that sort of thing will be good. But then my, my partner, she loves babies and she didn't seem that enamoured by it either, which I suppose if that your prime audience isn't that excited by the show, then it's probably not a winner. I think that's all we can really say about babies. It, it wasn't a show for either of us that we thought we'd enjoy. We didn't enjoy it, so we'll just crack on to the all-important the dooms. So, Tom, what would you give babies? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded very wrong. Uh, what would you give the documentary series babies? Uh, thank you for clarifying that, Craig. Um, I think it's got to be a wonder doom. For me, it wasn't very entertaining. I didn't really enjoy it, frankly. But it's not for me. Okay. Um, well, I think it was quite harsh. It, 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 was, it was okay. I'll, I'll give it two de dooms. Um, I think if, if you like babies and kids, then it might interest you. Otherwise, it's probably one to miss. There's not really anything else we'd say if you'd rather watch because the only other documentaries we'd be recommending are true crime series, which aren't really related. So I think the less said about that, the better. So, Craig, do you want to know what we have coming up next week on the podcast? Absolutely. So, we've got our TV series is an Icelandic drama, The Valhalla Murders. We've got a film which is Amy Ryan's new one, Lost Girls, and Dirty Money Season 2, all about corruption and crime. Sounds good. And don't forget, Richard Osman sends his apologies for today, but he will hopefully be... Not hopefully, he will definitely be with us mm. next week to talk mm. about his favourite TV show, Stranger Things. Yeah, we, we live in hope. And if you've watched any of the shows that we've reviewed this week and agree or disagree with our reviews, let us know. If there's any other good shows, that you Netflix originals that you'd recommend, please get in touch. You can do so on the Twitter page, which is at whattowatchon, or you can email us at the very catchy WTW... No... W D Y. Just, just tweet us. Just tweet us, please. T W O N at gmail dot com. Yeah, you're probably better off tweeting us. Like, yeah, live in hope. Okay, thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>